0: Exceptional Performance. The Leaders Podcast. This podcast is an introduction to the 10 essential elements to achieve an exceptional performance culture. Episode by episode, we break down five elements in planning, the what, and five elements in leadership, the how, by having experts share their experience, knowledge, and expertise in realizing these essential elements. The what or the planning elements are explored in our first five episodes. First, defining purpose, working on your charter together. Then, taking stock, getting real about today. In our third episode, we look at communicating the vision, getting creative to define the future and chart the course. Episode four, creating ownership, we look at getting buy-in and rigorous implementation. And finally, ensuring alignment, identifying roles, responsibilities, and KPIs. So, Rob, if our listeners have been following... Uh, We covered in our first two episodes that they've done some work to define their organizational purpose, and they have an accurate sense
1: of where they are today. What comes next? Well, the fun part comes next, and everybody wants to get their hands into this dough, and that's the creative definition of point B. I mean, any planning process is really about defining the journey from point A, where we are today, to point B, some desired future state. So this is the fun part. But again, like we talked about before, the first to us, the first step is make sure you've got the right people in the room. And here's where you may add in some folks to the process who are what I would call leaders at at, at their respective levels, people who can think forward, can get above the current uh, trend line. Uh, it may be internal people. It may also be external people, like uh, folks who come from, say, creative ad agencies, Um uh, again, people who are close to the customer, uh, those are the people that I want. I would encourage our listeners to think about putting in the room who can add a lot of sort of flavor and color to defining the future going forward. I love that quote from Jack Welch, the former CEO of General Electric. He used to say, to create a vision, people have to get beyond their current inhibitions. They have to dream. So we like it when the room is populated with a few dreamers, Uh, again, these people who can elevate thinking, and it creates a tremendous high energy in the room. So once you have that energy, once you have the right people in the room, uh,
0: what's the process after that?
1: Well, we recommend to the listeners that they make sure that the folks who they've invited to this particular step in the process have taken some time to review the output from the first couple of steps, which is, you know, the purpose of the organization or charter And that final strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats analysis, so the current state. And if they can get into the room, hit the ground running, you really take advantage of of having all that talent and wisdom in one room. Typically, what we do if we're facilitating a discussion like that is ask each participant to kind of reflect on some important questions. One question we like to ask is at the end of the planning period, say a year or two or three years, What's the best case scenario you can imagine for your organization? How can you earn your desired reputation and what would it look like? What, what would be different? What would have changed? Now, what, that tends to stimulate a fair amount of thinking. We actually give people time to sit quietly in the room and capture their thoughts or go into a little uh, workshops and capture their thoughts on flip charts and bring it, bring it back to the big group. Uh, But, you know, none of us goes home from work on any given day and complains to our families and friends that uh, we had too much time today at work to think. So it's a great chance to squeeze everybody's brain in the room, make good use of their time. But once they bring back those ideas and we've let the energy flow, what we want to do is make sure people are clear on what's being brought forward. So we have the groups or individuals present their concepts so they're all understood And then we try to make sure we capture the distinct concepts up on, say, flip charts stuck to the wall. Or, you know, we can have them up on slides in a data projector. But we get the distinct ideas captured, make sure everybody agrees that they're separate and distinct ideas and that they're big ideas. And then we put the process into a a bit of a voting uh, session where everybody there has a chance to pick the ideas that they think will most fulfill the long-term vision and purpose of the organization. Uh, you know, I've seen facilitators do a good job of things like allocating points. So you can have everybody give a three-point sticker to the number one idea they like, a two-point sticker to the number two idea, and a one-point sticker. Then you add up the totals. And it's amazing how that process gets the juices flowing. You see some really good, interesting debate and discussion. And that's really what you're trying to do is take advantage of the wisdom of the crowd, but make sure that it's not just the extroverts that are dominating the conversation. That everybody has a chance who's been invited to participate and contribute to the best thinking. Okay, I like that. It's interesting about extroverts and introverts, but
0: in terms of group dynamics, um, how do you approach that in this context?
1: Well, I think it's a really important consideration for our listeners as they think about having, you know, making an investment in a process like this. Um, It really matters that you create an environment for people to bring their best thinking. So couple of rules we usually establish at the beginning of the discussion, no judgment or criticism, you know, try to add to each other's ideas, make sure that everybody's heard. So our facilitators do a great job of pulling that out of folks and shaping the discussion and the workshops and the seminars to make sure that everybody, everybody's heard. But I, I think it's also important to, if you're planning something like this, to look for diversity. So diversity in terms of style, extroversion, introversion, role, Uh, different perspectives from different positions in the organization or outside the organization. Some of our best sessions have included people who don't wear a company badge, but um, they can really get everybody back up to that higher view, that 60,000-foot view, and stir the pot. So we like when they invite some of their trusted external partners to these kinds of discussions.
0: Right. So at this point, the group has prioritized their ideas for growth uh, but now how do you take those ideas from 60,000 feet, say, to something closer to the ground?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, uh, people are probably anxious to make sure after they <laughs> take their hands out of the dough that they've cre- created something worth eating, right? So here it is, it's you know, a disciplined approach that we think is, is you know, normally the best approach. So once a group like that has assembled its uh, thoughts, it's prioritized the big ideas, it's put them into what they think or say the top three to six, now we help our groups really work them into smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and tangible goals or time-based goals. Um, And and that really takes a lot of work. But let's take an example. Uh, We have a client that's in the midst of this process, and they've just come through this stage. They identified both quantitative and qualitative elements of the future state and uh, there was, they wanted to achieve a quarter million dollars in sales. They wanted their three-year sales growth number to accelerate to 35%, get their operating income up from 25% to 32%. They want to be the number one performing subsidiary in terms of sales per capita. Uh, they wanted to establish themselves as the lead country for future technology launches, and they'd also be recognized as a great pool for talent to be promoted through the organization globally. Some Some lofty goals. Um, So they had put some specifics around them, but then, of course, you've got to drill deeper and make sure that those big ideas, even as you get them to be smarter goals, get down and cascaded through the organization.
0: Okay, so what are the specifics in terms of getting that done?
1: Well, let's go back to that example. So those were what we might call their desired outcomes or or, uh, objectives, if you want to state it that way, smart goals. They were the elements that made up this future state, the point B. Of their journey out three years, so then the discussion turns to okay. So if those are the key deliverables, what are the methodologies to get there? And they brainstormed and had a great session and came up with a whole bunch of different alternatives. The ones that this group locked in, in were particularly powerful. So they decided that to achieve those kinds of outcomes in you know financial and non-financial terms that in their business, they needed to become a launch machine. It was It's critical. It's a high-tech business that needs to move quickly. So they wanted to submit and launch 27 new uh, product uh, improvements and new products through their R&D function and into the marketplace in the next three years, which was a twofold increase in the previous three years of activity. They wanted to in-license 10 new technologies uh, valued at over $100 million over three years. So that was a A step they had never taken before to look at in in licensing other proprietary developers of that technology. Then they turned some attention to the developing their organization. So they they made a bold move to invest in the realization of their desired corporate culture. They've been thinking about this for a while, and they think there's a an opportunity there. Uh, They've identified the game changers in their organization. They're going to be building capability sets. Then they've they're going to build a whole new. Um, business development team that has a more of a consultative approach with some of their key customers. So that was that bucket. And then the third bucket of strategy was around divesting and getting out of some non-performing businesses or businesses that were not contributing as much to bottom line as in the past and eliminating those sort of low value, um, uh, not only business units, but reorganizing people and resources to support some of the bold moves. You know, they got to say, no to some things, so you can say yes to others. is is the approach that uh, that they took, and certainly certainly one we recommend to your listeners, Eric.
0: Right, but how does a planning group like this know that the strategies they've come
1: up with are going to work? No, it's a very good question. <laughs> a lot of people that we interact with will just sort of uh, hope, but you know, hope is not a strategy. So it actually will lead us to our next podcast, where we talk about creating ownership and getting buy-in and rigorous implementation. But another important aspect is, again, it goes back to who do you put in the room? And you want to make sure you brought in experts who are close to the customer, who've got experience, who've seen things either work or not work before, who can at least speak to that experience and have some category expertise. The other thing, though, is to make sure that, again, all voices are heard and that there's a good debate and discussion. and that position doesn't trump good thinking. So I think that's where it's a requirement in our opinion to have an experienced facilitator who can manage the egos and the energy in the room and make sure that people buy in and that there's, you know, vigorous head nodding when the process is done. So we actually have an exercise at the end where we allow the groups to throw out any idea or vote against any idea that that the collective has just decided on. So you get we call it it's an objection clinic. So is there anybody here who objects, kinda of like when you go to a, a wedding, speak now or forever hold your peace. And you know, from time to time someone will bravely put up their hand and go, you know, I listened to the discussion on let's say, you know, investing in uh this new business and here are my concerns. And it's a it's a great way to make sure psychologically that people are fully uh, bought in But also that you haven't sort of railroaded or maybe, you know, steamrolled people or that they haven't got caught up in the excitement of the thinking and really lost touch with reality. So it's a it's a final gut check. You know, from time to time, we hear things that uh, do make a group a group think. In fact, we were just with a group a few months ago um, in North Carolina and the newest member of the team, uh, again, a quieter person who had just joined the organization from the outside who wasn't with the commercial business. She's actually the head of the compliance group, Uh, but she had a great comment about, you know, do we think that the, the customers who are in that category will be able to move from a technology point of view to embrace the strategy? And it really made people think, and they appreciated, wow, here's somebody coming at this question from, you know, a perspective that normally you wouldn't get from, you know, someone's in a compliance role. But they had the technology experience. It was a great comment. It really made people think. And the group actually modified the strategy to take a little bit more of a modest uh, approach to technology and introduce it in a pilot form first, which when they reflected on it was a smart move and they are now reaping the rewards of doing a beta a pilot, seeing the results that come back. It's made the launch a huge success. So you never know where the where the, where the wisdom's going to come from, but that That sort of last gut check exercise that we call the objection clinic uh, tends to create a lot of value.
0: Okay, so now we're moving from thinking and creativity to implementation and what else can be done in planning processes to set up rigorous implementation. Uh, We're going to cover this and more in our next episode, Creating Ownership. So be sure to subscribe to catch episode four and future episodes of Exceptional Performance. On behalf of myself, Rob, and the team working to bring you this podcast, we thank you, and we'll see you next time.